Welcome to the Waste of Web Space podcast, episode 47. Starring Jimbo and Fisher. Hey, we remembered that. Nailed it. <laughs> six months, we've been rehearsing non-stop for six months to get the introduction <laughs> right, and that's not why we've not podcasted. Is that how long it's been? I think it's about six months, yeah. Is it? And this podcast is subtitled... Um, the podcast back in town. The podcasters are back in town. We did say we were going to use uh, song titles where we could, didn't we, and spin them around a little bit. Yeah. So obviously that's the uh, boys are back in town. Been Lizzie. Mm. Mm. Although to be fair, we are boys, so we could have just called ourselves the boys are back in town. Yeah, but you know. Although you maybe you don't put, you're not supposed to put labels on genders these days, are you? I suppose not. Well, there's over a hundred of them according to yeah. Piers Morgan. Yeah. Although is I don't. There? Oh, I don't think there is. Is Piers Morgan a separate gender? I wouldn't uh, want to be one of them. Certainly a separate species, I would have thought. Yeah. Um, so, yes, we are back. He definitely Podca- should have his own toilet anyway. Well, exactly. Um, because, well, I suppose anything that Piers Morgan gets involved in, you won't want to actually go near. No, no. Um, so we're back, aren't we? Yeah, uh, I think so anyway. Yeah, this this might not be <laughs> this might be a fairly shortened podcast because we're not too sure because we haven't really done much preparation work for it. But no. nonetheless, we are back podcasting after an absence um, and creeping towards the fiftieth episode. Yeah, we'd start planning the fiftieth episode. We did. Saying we're going to do a live edition, we've maybe got sort of a date in June roughly planned in, and uh, we haven't podcasted since. We're supposed to say that it's uh, we planned that break. It's our third season now, isn't it? Because the last time we had a long break. Yeah, this is not not particularly. Not as long a break as last time, which was about four <laughs> years compared to this six months. Uh, but we've soon seen off Theresa May as Prime Minister, haven't we? Yep. Uh, so... We've done some sterling work in that. and uh, that, That's I, what we've been away doing, basically. Yeah. Who, who did we manage to get in as a replacement? I can't remember. Oh, Boris. Oh, man. Oh, we didn't, did we? Oh, no. What, what a mistake. How did we do that? We should, we should, we have to have another six months out. Let's get rid of him. <laughs> Bring someone else in. Um, but yes, we have uh, we have been, I suppose, fairly busy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, I, I touched on this subject on my other podcast uh, that I've started recording. Mm-hmm. I, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm, you better not have been. I'm, I'm staying loyal to our podcast. There's only there's only one podcast for me, Jimbo. Okay. So, have you been up to anything particularly interesting? Uh, not particularly. I got to drive a train not yes. long ago. Okay. Well, I... sort of drive a train. What are the circumstances behind that? Well, you know, we like to complain about Northern Rail and our podcast and trains in general. Yep. Um, well, I got on the train the other day and it was so packed that the conductor, and this is fair play to the conductor actually, said, tell you what, come in the cabin and have a seat on here in the cabin. Um, and so I did, I got to sit in the cabin. Now, I wasn't in the train driver's seat, let's just make that clear. I was in the back of the train, so the, right. what you could drive the train from there, but oh, they'd obviously but... turn that carriage off so that you couldn't. I don't well, think I could turn the train on from there anyway. Well, you could reverse it, surely. I, I don't really know, I'm not really sure, but anyway... Um, I was in there, and uh, he got somebody else to to wind the thing down to see where the train's going. So, oh, that's nice. Isn't uh, it? He got he let everyone get involved. So I was quite happy with the conductor, and uh, so I tweeted about it, put a picture on saying I was allowed in the cabin and everything. But uh, caused a bit of a storm because people found it quite dangerous that I was in there in the first place. All oh, right, okay. Um, I mean, I, I am a safe person. I wasn't going to yeah. do anything silly in there, but. Um, they were the people didn't seem happy that uh, in this day and age that the train conductor had let me in there in the first place. Yeah, I mean, what what a terrible train conductor trying to ensure that people get to work on time. Awful, isn't it? Yeah. Um, did it feel a bit like a school trip as well, being in there and having a chance to move the move the destinations around and stuff? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it, it, it was good, like you know, um, I didn't have to shovel any coal anywhere. Not yeah. quite old. That I mean, the trains are old, but they're not quite that old, are they? They're not. They're, they are not that old. They are due to be replaced. Talking about shoveling coal around, uh, I swept out a chimney a few a few weeks ago, yeah. All right, okay, Dick, how you do, have you been yeah. going on with that? <laughs> well, funny enough, people have been calling me that for years. Um, <laughs> it was it was quite interesting. Uh, it took me probably about an hour to sweep out yeah. the chimney at, uh, at my house, and I got absolutely covered in soot. All right, okay. So I, I did feel very much like a young Dick Van Dyke, and I'd, uh, 
I was tempted to go around and say, oh, I'll tell you what, I'll sweep your chimneys out for five pounds. <laughs> it's not a problem. Um, and it was it was quite good fun. But soot actually went everywhere to the extent that I blew my nose the next day and there was loads of soot that came out of my nose. Right, okay. And uh, all my snot was kind of black. Which mm. So was... you needed a chimney sweep for your actual nose in the end. Is that right? Um, eventually, yes. I, sh- I should probably have had a chimney sweep for me now. Um, so in previous times, we've had guests on our podcast, haven't we, Fisher? Do you remember my gram? We connected her up. Uh, we did connect her up, and she is. Uh, that's probably the, that's probably the most disheartening thing about not doing the podcast for the last six months that so we've not had a chance to speak to your gram. Just seeing that your mum tried to call, could we not have po- connected her up on the podcast? Would she not like that or? Absolutely not under any circumstances whatsoever <laughs> is, uh, is, is my mother able to appear on our podcast. So what else have you been up to? Uh, aside from sweeping out chimneys, I also I went to Amsterdam Did to you? a wedding. Uh, that end, that well, it didn't quite end for me in, uh, in controversy, but I quite badly cut my finger while I was there. Okay. A, lot, a fair amount of blood spurting absolutely everywhere. Yeah. I, I, had to, I received first aid from the hotel. How did you manage that then? Well... It was a knife, funnily enough, but a supr- what I thought was quite a blunt knife. It was a it was a, a butter knife. You know, you get a bread yeah, cake yeah. sometimes. I got a little bread roll, and the knife was very very blunt. So I, I had to apply quite a lot of pressure because it, it wasn't serrated yeah. at all. Uh, but it was actually quite sharp, as I, like, <laughs> oh, as, right. as, I, as I found out shortly afterwards. The knife slipped, went straight into my finger, oh. and it cut it straight away. Blood start, start. I was wearing a white shirt, obviously, so it went all over that. This is our Halloween uh, episode, technically, because I don't think we'll be podcasting next week, will we? So this can be our Halloween podcast. Can it? Well, this, this was custom made for it. Unfortunately, it was sort of about a month too early. Yeah. Uh, blood all over this, this nice fancy tablecloth. I got sort of rushed downstairs where it, it seriously kept bleeding. A fellow from the hotel reception came in and, and like sort of cleaned it out and put a so bandage on basically it. So ru- you basically ruined somebody's wedding. Then is that is that sort of what you you're trying to say that you've you've effectively ruined somebody's wedding? Is that right? I think it's fair to say that the bride and groom really couldn't give a toss about it, but, uh, <laughs> and rightly so. They were they were busy enjoying their uh, in their day. Uh, it was a, it was a bit of a combined wedding though. All so right, okay. It was well, not combined. It was a combination of nationalities. Right. Uh, so uh, my friend, who's from the UK but lives in Amsterdam, his wife is Danish. Right. So okay. There are a few Danish traditions in there as well, uh, which I would highly recommend. Which I'll probably never see again at weddings, including mm-hmm. sort of songs where people start banging on the floor and jumping up and chanting. Sounds sounds brilliant. Yeah, and uh, a tradition as sounds, well. Sounds like what people do when they listen to our podcast. Uh, I don't think they, they, they were bang the floor quite that aggressively okay. compared to how they were at this wedding. Uh, and also a tradition that if the bride leaves the room, all the other girls run up and kiss the groom. Do they? Yeah, and the same, and the same if the groom leaves the room. Then the if I was the groom, I'd be like, um, somebody watching the next room, love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so, uh, and the same the other way around, you said? Uh, same, yeah, the opposite way around, yes. All so right, the... so did you, did you have to play part in that? Uh, I, I kissed the bride on on, Did you on, on a couple of occasions, yes. There we go. Um, just a service that I provide when I go to Danish <laughs> weddings, obviously. But yes, all good, all good. Um, right. And, and I also was lucky enough to be invited down uh, to Penniston Church Football Club as a VIP guest for the day, which I really, really enjoyed. This was a couple of weeks back. Um, so I got invited down to uh, no, uh, because of of course they've they've heard me as the uh, world famous waste of web space podcaster. Okay, but also you do quite a lot of coverage for Penny's FM on I, uh, for Penny's FM on a radio show. I, don't I you? do, and this is some news I which have. is well, obviously you can listen to your radio show from on, ten till twelve on Penny's FM ninety five point seven Penny's FM. Yeah, every Sunday, every um, Sunday, every Sunday. Great entertainment, great show, along with Judge John. Um, yeah, we do lots of stuff. Been doing it for quite a long time now. I don't know if we've ever mentioned it on this podcast, have we? I think we have on a few. Occasions, yes. Wait, okay, well, 
um, I'm sorry to say that you, the information we've just given you is now false because what? I've I've now retired. I've hung up my headphones from from uh, radio broadcasting. Rubbish! You've been sacked. I've been done. Tiff. You're you like know, Radio One during the 1970s, Jimbo. We, we know like when footballers retire for their, their international career to focus on the club. Yes, kind of what I'm doing this, on here. I'm, I'm retiring from uh, from from radio to focus on my uh, podcasting career. Oh, fant- oh, thank well, you very much. And that and childcare and all the other things and time constraints and I uh, uh, run my own business now. I think I meant that might have to be the new thing I mentioned okay. every week. Uh, so what business are you in, Jimbo? Uh, uh, um, it is a, a PowerPoint creation business and presentation design and also augmented reality training as well. Really? So, yeah. Do you not think then we should change this uh, podcast to be some kind of video podcast to help showcase some of your skills? That would be a good idea. But yeah. anyway, yeah. So thank you to Penson Church Football Club who had me down as a bit of a guest because I do a lot of coverage for them mm-hmm. uh, or did a lot of po- po- uh, coverage for them on my uh, radio show. So- and uh, they had like a... It, I mean, you know, like when you get invited as a VIP to um, places like Sheffield Wednesday or Liverpool, Manchester United. I can categorically, United, if I have to say it, I can categorically confirm I have never been invited anywhere as a VIP. But you know, but you know what it's, you know what the the boxes are like in those kind of places. Uh, I have been into those a few times. Yes. Well, it was kind of a porter cabin at Peniston Church FC. Right, but that's real football, but they've done it out so nicely. They've got they've got older porter cabin and they basically all decorated it up inside. It was really nice and they looked after us and we had a really good day. So powerful. Pound, would you say it's one of the best port cabins you've ever been in? I would, I definitely say it's the poshest port cabin I've ever been in. Well, well very good. Uh, obviously, I'm very sad to hear that you've stopped doing your radio show on yep. Penistone FM. Uh, I presume after, I mean, after ten years of sterling work there, obviously initially doing the brunch show between three and six on a Sunday, and then more likely doing the. Uh, Sorry, not the brunch show. So the afternoon slot, the Jimbo Sunday roast on uh, Penistone FM, three till six on a Sunday afternoon. Then he did the Sunday brunch, ten till twelve. Uh, who's replaced you? Well, they've not got anybody yet. Oh right, um, okay. So. <laughs> so it goes into automation mode when uh, you're not there. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. But they they have like recorded shows and things like that. Uh, but they are, they are working on and very hard on getting a, a new presenter in to replace me, and that is uh, something they will be doing. So good luck to them with that. I'm sure they will do fine. I can't believe in that. And, and you never know. We might be well. Exactly. We you know maybe back there at Christmas doing the odd um, guest appearance as well. Yeah, possibly. That is, that is hopefully the case. So anyway, have we managed to? Do we need to explain his absence any more than we have done? We've just been really busy, haven't we? Basically, a lot going on. I think we have been busy. Yes. But we want it. We will be back now regularly, uh, two weekly. That's correct, isn't it? Yep. And uh, we're going to plan lots of new things as well. No, nah, we're just going to do the same old rubbish that we normally do. Are I think, we really? Aren't we? Yeah, I think so. <sighs> Okay, so it is beer time. Um, it means we've hardly drank, have we? Because we've not been podcasting. No, I've just been drinking on my own. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, no, I'm not drunk much. Not drunk much at all. Uh, yeah, I've got some beer, which I probably bought about six months ago. So I'm not. I don't know whether it's in date or not. Um, it's a Laguintas Daytime. It's a session IPA from the Laguintas Brewing Company. Uh, obviously, we often go for local beers, don't we? Guess where this one's from? Where is it? Uh, Chicago. Oh, right, okay. Have you been there recently? Nope. Oh, um, right. But I've been to Morrison's, which is where I got it from, which is a Yorkshire company. Yeah, so well, there you go. Can't fault that. So I don't quite know what this one's going to be like. It's got a picture of a dog on the uh, on the label look, uh, even though it's called Laguinta. I would have thought maybe sort of an iguana might make a bit more sense, yes, given the name yeah. of it. Maybe um, Laguinta is, is, is Chicagoan. <laughs> For, for Labrador? Maybe. Uh, <laughs> thought in Chicago they sort of spoke English. But, oh, right, uh, okay. Yeah, what with it being in America and all that? <laughs> I did know that, really. 
Uh, so, yeah, so that's yours. Okay, thank you very um, much. Looking forward to that. Actually, there's not much in there. I'll, I'll pull you a bit more in. Do we need we're... to do apology right now? Uh, yeah, apology. We've not been around for the last six months. It's, se- uh, it's season three. Everyone, goes, everyone has a break. Everyone has a bit of holiday. Have been anywhere nice? Uh, well, I went to Amsterdam, but I cut my finger, unfortunately. Did you have any, been anywhere else nice? Uh, I went I went on holiday to the Canary Islands as well, um, which was quite nice. I went to a water park there, Siam Park, which is based on Thailand. Um I- I did something for the first time ever. Go on then, what did you do? I took myself away on holiday completely on my own. Oh, well done. Do you know that? I did tell you that in Taff yeah. Podcast, yeah. Um, brilliant. Where'd you go? Really good. Uh, Skiathos. Oh, right, okay. You uh, mean you're asking me, like you said, I did tell you that, didn't I? But did you just forget where I went? Uh, well, I knew it was Greece, but I couldn't, couldn't quite remember. Couldn't quite remember exactly where it was, and I certainly couldn't remember how to spell it. It was where they filmed some of Mamma Mia, apparently. Oh. But it was it was really nice. Uh, what, Mamma Mia? And, and it's no, quite it's terrible. It, fe- it feels really rewarding to do something on your own. That's qu- that's cause it, That was quite a scary thing to go abroad on my own. I mean, people might be listening thinking, oh, I've done that before, but it, I've never done that before. So it was quite a rewarding thing to do. Oh, well, it was quite a, a, a self-development thing to do. And I went away, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to come back with loads and loads and loads of podcasting ideas. Hmm. And uh, this was months ago. Actually, there is one more thing I have done recently, yeah, which is, um, I think I mentioned on the podcast last year that I presented my cricket club's annual yeah. presentation night. And it went down like a sack of... Exactly, yeah. <laughs> well, I did it this year. Yeah, how did it go down? Oh, terrible. <laughs> Died again, can you believe it? But that no, was good, good fun. You said you made some improvements this year. Uh, yes, marginal gains, keep going. Uh, As in you stopped talking. <laughs> well, I, it, actually, it actually went better when I took a lot more jokes out of it. Right. Tried to tell less jokes, it seemed to go down better, funnily enough. Anyone, anyone there listen to podcasts? Podcast? Uh, don't think so. I didn't. No. I didn't really have a chance to plug it that much either because, well, I don't. I didn't think I was a very good advert for it on that particular evening. Well, you but, should. You know, you, you should plug plug our podcast. Whatever you do, I mean, you know, because I, I I regularly plug our podcast on my radio yeah. show on a yeah. sun. Oh, oh no, never mind. Never mind. You can plug it when you go and do your things with your new business. Yeah, I suppose you can. That'd be that'd be interesting <laughs> for them. Uh, so anyway, uh, what we're on to? We're on to looking at news now, aren't we? Has anything actually happened, Fish? Uh, Brexit, probably. Yeah. I guess. New Prime Minister. Yeah. Brexit's still not happening. No. Um, Halloween know. of all days to come out of it. Uh, what, what idiots can I come with that? Well, it's Theresa mm. May, obviously. Uh, that's <laughs> answer that question. Uh, she came up with that idea. The, wi- May- the witching hour. Yeah. <laughs> Ther- the moment we all leave. Ther- Theresa May has... Uh, she packed in as Prime Minister... She um she she, she did her resignation speech. She cried at the end. She could have danced instead. I mean, that was one of the highlights of her light-hearted prime ministership. Is that what they call it? Uh, premiership, I think, is probably. All oh, right. Um, which is quite an ironic name for a, a division two um, yeah. <laughs> prime minister. Um, but she cried at the end. She cried just as she said, "And I have loved being prime minister for the of the country I love." And she started crying. I mean, she never cried about all the people who took benefits off and no. all that sort of stuff and what have no. you. But uh, she cried when it came. Maybe to... she was crying because she's got to apply for universal credit now. Oh yeah, yes, yeah. Um, that... And she realises it's not enough. <laughs> yes, she can't. She can't live on it. Um, that said, I mean, Boris Johnson, he won't be able to apply for universal credit. I mean, he, he sent that letter off the other day, he didn't sign it at the bottom, so that I mean that his kind of application form gets knocked back straight away. <laughs> but uh, that, that seems to be his, his dodge out of it by a letter he had to send, but he decided not to sign it and sent a cover letter with it saying, actually, I don't really agree with this letter I've got to send it. Mm. But there we go. Um, well, they do seem like a reasonable bunch, though, don't they, the EU, saying, oh, you know what, you can extend it again if you want. 
seem quite nice. Seem a bit nicer, don't they? Than, the, <laughs> than we expect them to. But we, we, we had to have we had to have European elections as well, didn't we? Oh yeah. Which I'd, I'd forgotten about. So mm. yeah, even though we were meant to be leaving, we still had to vote for new politicians to come in and represent ourselves on the European platform. Mm. Um, but that seems to have taken up a lot of. And if it's not uh, if not Brexit, then obviously we've got to talk about Donald Trump, haven't we? Is he still around? Oh, I think he is. Yeah. He's, uh, he's I believe so. He's trying to. Ta- he's, he's encouraged Turkey to um, fight a uh, sort of take aggressive action against uh, some of the Kurdish people in Syria, hasn't he? Yeah, and then he's told them to stop now. Well, yeah, it, I think it then dawned on him that... Uh, the, it was a bad idea. Well, the Kurds in Syria were actually some of our allies, weren't they? Yeah. Um, and, but do you, know, do, you know what, do you know what he said about them? He said, they didn't help us out at D-Day during World War Two, <laughs> which I don't think is a very good excuse to use because Turkey didn't help us out either, so no. you know, I don't think that's a particularly good, uh, good rationale for that. No. So Donald just continued to be Donald, basically. Yeah, and he wrote... Did you see the letter he wrote? Uh, he sent a letter to the president of Turkey. All right, OK. Uh, that was very much kind of, hey, mate, you need to listen to what I'm telling you here. And the president of Turkey said he threw it in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> did actually say, I threw the letter in the bin because it was a load of rubbish. <laughs> Think about it, the most powerful man in the world sends you a letter and chuck it in the bin. Um, so that, 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 that's one thing that's been in the news. What's a, a story that caught my eye the other day. Uh, we've done a lot of exams over the years, haven't we? Oh. I know. I know it's hard to believe, but we actually both felt fairly well educated. I know uh, a star in podcasting, clearly. Yes, yeah. I mean, th- just think when we were at school, podcasting was a thing. Well, whatever you get up to in your spare time, it's <laughs> time up to you. Um, but yes, I mean, yeah, I, I, I was quite good at drama, but I didn't yeah. want to make a song and dance about it, obviously. No. Um, no. And I didn't but, do too well at history, but you know that's all in the past now. Really, yeah. Failed the geography exam because you didn't turn up at right classroom. Yeah. Um, but my dad said, "Don't worry about Ari. You'll be fine. Have faith." <laughs> uh, so anyway, and I fancied did... the girl in the. Uh, I was you know when we were doing science, uh, I was doing biology, and uh, there was a girl a couple of classrooms down from us doing physics. There was chemistry between us. Hey, oh, well, that's good. enough. Yeah. So that's the end of episode 47. <laughs> uh, we'll see you again in six months' time. Uh, so in Japan, uh, which is obviously quite a well-known country for doing some slightly unusual things, mm-hmm. uh, there were some people sitting an exam, and to try and ensure they don't cheat, what they did was put cardboard boxes on the children's heads. That is a clever idea. Yeah, so they can't... No, they're not going to cheat. No. What so... about if they've if they've wrote something in the cardboard boxes, though? Oh, yeah. They've got so, the answers inside. Oh, oh, they cut a hole out in the cardboard oh, right, box that okay. could see through it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, if you've just got a cardboard box on it, you can't see anything to write. No. But so the whole idea... You know, a bit like when you've got a dog who... Mm. Uh, they put, like, a lampshade on its head so they can't they scratch themselves. They could just use masks or something. Sure, could they? Maybe? Uh, I'd, I'd, perhaps masks were difficult to get as opposed to a cardboard box, mm. which they might have got some around. I suppose it perhaps it reminds you of when you're a little kid and you're trying to pretend you're appearing on telly by chopping out a bit of a cardboard box and stick it under and well, send them on. Well, I mean, TV. we do a lot of little quizzes on this podcast to each other, don't we? We do. So, yeah, so maybe we've got a cardboard box down <laughs> here, and I'm a bit worried that you've been trying to cheat over the years. The year so that'll be that'll be <laughs> uh, a way of testing to make sure we don't uh, we don't do. Yeah. That. So. Have you ever cheated in anything, in an exam or anything? I, I haven't. I haven't, no. Um, I am aware of... <laughs> I'm aware of someone who does cheat, uh, who had cheated in exams when they were studying abroad. Right. And they very much said that it was just commonplace that people had just... They didn't... Because exams in this country, tends to be invigilators who walk mm. around quite a lot and make sure you don't cheat. And obviously, yep. they'll, if you've got a pencil case, it has to be a clear pencil case. And they'll look through to make sure there's no bits of paper in there. Mm-hmm. And they'll pick up anything on your desk and have a look at it and all that sort of stuff. Someone I know who's studying abroad said it was fairly commonplace. People just take their phones in with them, and when they there weren't many people who were invigilating, if you sat towards the back of the room, just have a look on your phone and read the answer. And that was commonplace. <laughs> I saw a video the other day um, on uh, Facebook or something like that, and it was I think it I think it gone viral. A mum had caught her son 
doing his uh, maths homework by basically asking Alexa oh, right. to add it to do his sums for him. <laughs> to be fair, um, it's very clever. That is that is good. good. That is that, that is that is a sign of a very clever child. Good I would use think. of technology. Yeah. To be fair, there... and all those teachers who said, you know, you can't have a you won't have a calculator in your pocket all the time when mm-hmm. you're working and stuff. Well, actually, we damn well do with his phones and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'd... Imagine that, that it, out of all the things that you could get caught doing by your mum. Yeah. As, as a young your teenage homework. boy. You've been ha- caught yeah. doing your homework. You're caught doing your homework. What are you doing in that bedroom locked in there on your own? <laughs> Hope you're not using the, that new technology to help do your maths homework. <laughs> oh, sorry, mum, you've caught me again. <laughs> yeah, so all the things. Um, but talking about technology, yeah. uh, have you heard that someone is suing Apple? Uh, no, I'm guessing there's quite a few people suing Apple because they always seem to be sued by someone. Oh, well, yeah, probably. But there's a Russian man suing Apple. All right, okay. Do you know why? Um... Do you, know what, do you know what he blames them for? It's not the Russian man who wants to. Uh, I don't know if he's Russian actually. It's not the Russian man who wants to who wants to change his age. Uh, no, no, I, th- I, I don't think he's Russian. Was I, th- he? I, th- I thought there was a Dutch man, but oh, um, makes sense. Uh, Jokes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, there's a Russian man who's suing Apple because he blames them for him being gay. Oh right, okay. How come? Uh, well, it's interesting you should ask. Uh, <laughs> he got sent some money via cryptocurrency. All right. Uh, and he was expecting to get paid in bitcoins, but instead he got paid in a cryptocurrency called gay coins. <laughs> apparently. This is so, just... so that means he's gay now? Uh, is that what you're saying? Well, he got the message saying, you shouldn't not listen until you've tried it, uh, and he's now in a relationship with a man, <laughs> and he's trying to sue Apple for making him gay. But, but in that case, surely he's also happy. Uh, no, I think it's not, not. I think are you thinking the more traditional words of the word "gay," meaning happy? Oh, he's actually in a relationship with a man. No, but no, I don't mean it like that. But if he's if he's in a relationship with a man, and presuming he's happy with that, so why is he suing Apple for that? Well, that's what I can't quite work out when I read the story. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would have thought I would have thought of all the reasons to be gay, uh, saying that because someone sent me some gay coins on my iPhone. Probably isn't the best excuse that I've ever heard. Mm. But each to their own, obviously. I hope he uh, lives a very happy life and uh, gets no money out of Apple because it's probably not their fault that it, is, it turns out he's homosexual. I, I look forward to hearing the outcome of this uh, case. Yes, I think. Yeah. Anything else before we finish our news section and move on to some of our games? Uh, yeah, uh, Notre Dame Cathedral uh, burnt down. And I've got a joke about it, and I tweeted I was going to tell a joke about it on the podcast. But you couldn't. But I couldn't because we haven't podcasted since then. So even though it burnt down six months ago, I feel obligated. How is that going now? To... Is, it, is it sorted yet? Is it fixed? Is it oh, I have no idea. Well, it was quite interesting that a lot of people clubbed together and tried to sort of raise quite a large amount of money for it. Uh, but then two really, really rich blokes just like lent them pretty much the entire amount of money. Literally lent them millions and millions and millions of pounds that topped, which probably goes quite a long way to. Um, emphasise the wealth gap that exists between sort of ordinary people and the super rich to some mm, degree, yeah. uh, that it can be done. I did see actually that Donald Trump suggested that maybe they effectively dropped some massive water bombs on the cathedral as it was burning <laughs> and the uh, Parisian fire They could have sent his blimp up. Could've, oh yeah, could have done, yeah. That would have been a good idea. Oh, it, it, that might be full of oxygen, so it might sort of fan the flames even oh, more yeah. if, it, if it burst. Which is which is what Donald Trump tends to be pretty good at, to be fair. Yeah. Fanning the flames of war. Fanning the flames and being full of hot air, yeah. yeah. Um, but... He said, why don't you basically water bomb it? To which the Parisian Fire Brigade tweeted back saying that effectively dropping a large amount of water on there will probably cause a fair amount of structural well, damage to. I mean, <laughs> the if, if he's going to suggest that, then why not just suggest some super soakers? Yeah. Just or get just... to the supermarket and get some pound super soakers yeah. and. Or just stand there with some marshmallows and wait yeah. for kids to have it. But anyway, my joke about Notre Dame Cathedral. Um, do you want to listen to it? I, I, I suppose so, since you've said it, yeah. Yeah, I'll be honest, this, this, this is not a very good joke. Okay. You'll probably get ready for the drum roll in about five minutes after I've told it. How long's the joke? Oh, it's, it's a fairly lengthy one. Oh, is it? Yeah, okay. but bear in mind, we're light on material for this podcast, so let's, uh, let's go with it. 
So uh, up at Notre Dame Cathedral, uh, Quasimodo is working in there in the bell tower, and he decides that he wants to have an assistant working with him because it's, it's very difficult and it's, it's long work uh, working in Notre Dame Cathedral. So you have to do a drum roll again. This, I'll, I'll be honest, <laughs> I, I give that I give that two or three minutes before you uh, even initiate the drum roll. So he runs downstairs and places an advertisement. Goes down all the stairs at Notre Dame Cathedral in the clock bell tower. Places an advertisement downstairs. Says assistant wanted to work with Quasimodo in the bell tower. Runs all the way back up to the top of the stairs, and then all of a sudden there's a knock on the door. So he runs all the way down to the bottom of the stairs, answers the door, and someone says to him. I want to be your assistant. He says, all right, okay, no problem. Why don't you come upstairs and we'll have a look at it and we'll, we'll talk about what you need to do. So the two of them run up to the top of the stairs, Quasimodo and his, and his new assistant. He says, well, what does this role entail? He says, well, the main thing is you need to make sure that you ring the bell um, on the hour every hour. He says, yeah, yeah, it's all right. I can, I, can, I can ring a bell. It's not that difficult, is it? So he has a look at the bell and says, hang on, I'm not, not being funny, mate, but there's no clapper in this. He says, how the hell is the bell meant to work? He said, oh, no, there's no clapper in it. He said, I am severely disfigured. Do you not, have you never wondered how I've got in such a, a state of disfigurement? It's Quasimodo, by the way. Yeah, yeah. He says, no, I've never wondered. He says, well, basically, uh, as the bell swings forward and swings back, I have to headbutt it. He says, you headbutt the bell? He said, yeah, yeah, that's how it rings. The bell swings forward, swings back, and I headbutt it. Because that's how the bell rings. That's, 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 that's what happens. Every, on the hour, every single hour, I've been doing this for about 25 years. Because that's why I'm so ugly. But... It's taking its toll on me, so I need to have an assistant coming and helping me. So he said, look, it's, ne- it's, nearly, it's nearly one o'clock now. So why don't you have a go for the first time? We'll ring the bell. It'll go forward, come back, and then you have to headbutt it, and that'll make the noise to ring the bell. So he says, okay, I'll have a go. He says, right, one bit of advice. Make sure you properly headbutt it. Don't kind of shy away from it. Properly go in, headbutt it, and you'll be fine. What you don't want to do... He's wait for it to hit you because it might knock you off the off the side of the bell tower. So he says, okay, let's have a look. He says, right, it's one o'clock. We'll swing it forward. It swings forward, swings back, and the assistant, he wusses out of it a little bit, hits him in the face, knocks him straight off the side of the bell tower, right down to the bottom of it. Quasimodo thinks, oh my God, I'm going to have to run down to the bottom of the stairs and see what's happened. Runs down to the bottom of the stairs, gets all the way down to the bottom, uh, and there's a really big crowd around this person because obviously he's, he's fallen from the sky, land on the floor, and he's in, in quite a lot of pain. Gets down to the bottom of the stairs, and someone immediately comes forward to Quasimodo and says, Excuse me, do you know this man? And he says, I don't know this man, but his face rings a bell. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't understand how it was so long for such a tiny little joke at the end. Could you not have Could you not have shrunk it down? Could you not have edited it down slightly? No, nah, I think the longer version's all right, isn't it? <laughs> So, you want my game first, or are we doing yours, Fisher? Uh, actually, I've got the second half of that joke to tell. Let's do yours first. Let's do yours okay, first. you want to you go with mine first. So, can you can you remember, by the way, when we did a Halloween themed when we talked about a Halloween podcast yeah. a few years ago? We did football team names that the National Football Museum had talked about. And this brings me on to today's game. Which in is a, Halloween themed, in, yes. in a little way. Yeah, it does. And we've, 
there's something a little bit similar I want to challenge you with, I suppose. Okay. So, what I'd like you to do then is, you know we play this game, don't we, where we've got our celebrities and we, we, we kind of choose the episode number and we say, can you, can you, uh, we do a bit of a who am I? And you've got to try yeah. and guess as many of these celebrities who Who are turn... 47 years old, or yeah. Yeah. Well, this time, I thought I would choose celebrities who died in their 40s. I've got, right. I've got a list of nine. Hmm. Uh, I wanted 10, but I couldn't find 10 that I thought really were going to be guessable for you. All right, okay. There's a lot of rappers, yeah. you know. And I How thick do you think I am? Yeah, but you're not into rap, are you? Let's, let's no, face no. it. So there's a lot of rappers that I thought, you know what, I'm not even going to bother. Um, so, not that they're not important, but I just don't think you're going to get the rap scene, are you? Do you think when it comes to like filling in quotes for car insurance and stuff, if you put, what's your occupation, rapper, you think that's going to properly shoot up? That's going to be a seriously <laughs> expensive uh, thing to put. So I've got uh, nine, and what I'd like you to do as well is when you've got them, I'd like you to come up with a Halloween spooky name for them. So you know, like you have... Right. We had, what did you have? We had some of the football team name ones, if you can remember what any of them were. <sighs> they were really bad, was what I seem to remember. Yeah. Um, so there's something like... wasn't Everton called Ever Reptile or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Or... Sheffield Wednesday was... was Spooky Wednesday or something, something like, like that. Something like that. I thought... Wednesday Adams would have been better. Yeah, but, or uh, Manchester United was Manchester... Oh, Manchester City was Manchester Creepy. Yeah. I seem to remember. And that was rubbish, yeah. Yeah. Well, can you come up with anything better but using these celebrities' names? Okay. okay. Um, but obviously you can guess the celebrity first. Okay, so these celebrities all sadly died in their 40s because we are in the 40s of our podcast, aren't we? Yes, we are. Okay. Uh, and podcast begin at 40, as we've said. But yes. I was sadly I... stopped on 47, <laughs> 46. Anyway, okay. So, your first one then. Uh, and do you want, I don't know if you want a time limit. Should we give you a bit of a time limit for this? Nah, no, it's all right. I'll, 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 we, we, I, don't, I don't think we're tight on time. Do you think the challenge itself is thinking of a name for him? It could be, yeah. Okay. Mm. So, the first celebrity then uh, died in their 40s. They were shot. Um, Tupac. No, uh, they were one of uh, they were from. Uh, he was one of a band uh, of a band from Liverpool. Oh, uh, John Lennon. Yes, actually, there you go. Uh, I I'd recently been to. Uh, I went to Liverpool um, in the this interim gap between recording podcast forty six and forty seven, and it was on the bank called August Bank Holiday Monday, and we went to the Liverpool Museum, and upstairs on the top floor of Liverpool Museum is. A thing dedicated to uh, an exhibition dedicated to the life of John Lennon and Yoko Ono, mm. uh, but there's pretty much no mention of the Beatles whatsoever. It's just yeah. stuff post Beatles, right? And it even includes like some. I don't. I don't want to excite. I too mean, much. there is enough Beatles stuff going on in Liverpool. There's plenty of Beatles stuff, yeah. But obviously, all the stuff is donated thanks to Yoko Ono, and she's basically made half the exhibition about her, right, which okay. includes some of her music, which oh, she's not nice even a musician, <laughs> uh, and some of her artwork that I don't think anyone cares about. Right. Okay. <laughs> Can you think of a spooky name for John Lennon? Um, that might come to me at some point. We'll have a. We'll have a look. You're gonna keep thinking about it then. Yes. Okay. okay. Number two, then somebody else who died in their forties. Another singer. Um, there was recently a biopic made about them that was a particularly popular film because uh, he was in a band, uh, the lead singer of a band, uh, probably mainly in the 80s, uh, um, into the 90s. He had a bit of a solo career as well. Uh, had a moustache, famous having a big moustache. Uh, it's Freddie Mercury. It is Freddie Mercury. Daddy Mercury. Daddy Mercury, well, well done. Probably, probably be my spooky name for him. Okay. Have you, have you actually got sort of your own spooky names that you've called them? No. Or uh, you've just got good ideas? For some, I, for some I had maybe an idea, but yeah. I wanted to leave it up to you. Because okay. I want you to be the one who gets embarrassed by your appalling attempts to do a spooky Halloween name. Okay. Next then. I think, uh, I think I've used, used my lot with the uh, Quasimodo joke, but yeah. <laughs> so they said she had a problem, or NASA said they had a problem, um, I think it was, and the astronauts, uh, sadly died in the bathtub. 
Um, oh, uh, Whitney Houston. Yeah. Uh, Whitney Houston. That is good. Uh, yeah. That is good. I had Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. All right, yeah. Whitney Houston. Next then. Uh, so this person didn't buy, die in a bath. By all accounts, they died. No, on... you're joking. They didn't die in the bath. I just can't work out how that might be. No, they they, they, they died in the bathroom, but not on, right. not in the bath, actually. Oh. On the toilet, apparently. Maybe not even dead, as far as, well, as the rumours go. There's a sort of, um, you know, conspiracy theories that he's not dead. Uh-huh. Um, so that was, <laughs> so that was, that was prob- probably Elvis Presley, I believe. Yeah. Um, I, I suppose we've... I've already tried to have Elvis Deadly. Oh, no. no. Can't keep El, using El, Deadly yeah, yeah, for everything. I was thinking, yeah. Um, Elvis... No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not too sure. Off, off you off you got anything good? I don't think I've got anything for that one yet. I should have spent a bit more time yeah. thinking about could it. Not, but... Could we not have done this at Christmas? I could have said Elfish Presley. <laughs> Next then. Or number... Elvis Elfish Presently. Yeah. Number number five. It, yeah, I, I, some, can you get some sort of vampire thing out of that one? El vampire. Oh, no, <laughs> not working. Not working. Uh, next, then number five. Uh, he, this, this guy um, was pretty much tempting fate his whole life with the kind of thing job he did and what he did and what he meddled with and stuff. He was stung by a stingray. Oh, uh, Steve Irwin, the Australian um, wildlife presenter. Yes, Steve Irwin. Steve. Oh, I'm trying to think. Oh. Steve, I think I could have got one for this possibly. Steve Deadly, no, uh, no, um, Steve, uh, no, I can't quite think of. What about something. this? Is this is you know it's not great, but Steve Ernwin, Ernwin, uh, yeah, Ern. yeah, yeah, someone's ashes in an urn. It's not really scary, Unless, is it? Yeah, not that scary. Yeah, there's some dust in a <laughs> in, in a posh container there, mate. Yeah. Next, then number six, very small person, and I'd forgot he died because he died quite recently. Oh, is it uh, Vern Troyer? Vern Troyer, yeah. Vern Troyer. You'd think his name could be turned into something spooky, wouldn't you? I thought, yeah, it sounds quite spooky to start it with. Does, really, yeah. It does, yeah. That's what I thought. Even if it's not got any spooky like names, isn't it? Vern Destroyer, or right. yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, we'll go with that. Urn Destroyer. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Who says urns can't be spooky? Yeah. Next then. Now, hang on. How did you manage to get the name Urn from Steve Irwin and not from Vern? Irwin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but not from Vern Trier when it's got the word Urn in it. Uh, next then. Uh, I'm going to have to just quickly Wikipedia this one because I'm not too good with it. So, an American singer, actress, dancer, vaudevillain, whatever that is. Uh, Sorry, Carol Vorderman, did you say? <laughs> Uh, lived between the ages between the years of 1922 and 1969. Oh god! Right. Career spanning 45 years. Uh, um, Marilyn Monroe. No, you're in the right sort of time though. Um, let's have a look. Uh, she. Well, I'm trying to find some films that she might have been in. Uh, she was in Judgment of at Nuremberg. That film. She. Uh, <laughs> the Harvey Girls, Easter Parade, Summer Stock. All, she worked with people like uh, Mickey Rooney and Gene Kelly. So she was around that sort of time. Ah, this is the main one. Okay. She was in Wizard of Oz. Uh, Judy Garland. There you go. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, and she died quite young as well, which uh, I never realised. Do you know how she died? Uh, did she... Um... She wasn't blown away in a storm. I was, I was going to say. Or eaten by a lion, or just hit on the head by a tin man. Did she, say, did she not have a heart like a tin man? Uh, I no. don't know. Did she accidentally follow the yellow brick road and it took her off the edge of a cliff? I think it was an overdose from the uh, from the look of it. So, oh, right. um, sadly, yeah. Um, but anyway, oh, she, she cut her feet really badly, and people just thought she got red shoes on. Is that right? Possibly. Yeah. Am I thinking the right person with red shoes? No place like home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Um, 
Sorry, Judy Garland, Judy Ghostland. Not bad. No, yeah, I don't know. I was using G there, basically, aren't I? Yeah. Next then, uh, maybe this probably wasn't a very good game, but I'm trying anyway. Yeah. I don't even know who this is. I don't even know who it is. Right. I'm going to have to skip mine. I've only got eight. I've wrote right. somebody's name down and I have no idea who it is. Well, Google them and find out. <laughs> do, 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 <laughs> Why have I wrote the name down if I don't even know who it is? I was only picking people who, who, who I thought you might know and I picked someone I ain't got to... Oh, I do know who it is. I do know who it is. Right, okay. Okay, this person would happily own up to being an arsonist. Oh, Arsene Wenger. No. <laughs> um, they, they died fairly recently, I would say this year. Oh, um, it's I can't remember his surname, but it's Keith oh, Keith Flint. Yes, from correct. From the Prodigy. From the Prodigy, yeah. Don't use Flint to try and light fires. Yes. Which is quite an apt surname, mm. given that his main song was uh, yeah. Firestarter. Yeah. I mean, what was, uh, what was your favourite song? Was it Firestarter? Was it um, Smack My Bitch Up? Um, <laughs> probably Firestarter, <laughs> probably say. Uh, and from their album, Fats of the Land? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I like Firestarter. So yeah. anyway, what are you gonna? Can you think of anything for Keith Flint? Keith Flint? Uh, no, no, not really. He's got striking resemblance to Paul Gascoigne. Uh, well, Paul Gascoigne's been in trouble recently, hasn't he? Well, did you see that? He's been, I think he's been acquitted. He, of, he's been acquitted. Yeah. Um, of kissing someone on a train inappropriately. Mm. Well, it's better than you get a Northern Rail, isn't it? Let's uh, be well, fair. Yeah. To be fair, actually, given how close you have to stand to people on Northern Rail trains, I, it feels like I've been sexually assaulted on a number of occasions. Let's just be thankful that uh, that the, it, it wasn't Paul Gascoigne in my position who got invited in to sit in the train <laughs> carriage, um, because the train could have well been going places. Yes, so we're, we're very fortunate on the on that front. Uh, last one, then. Um, you're not going to think of a name for Keith Flint. Uh, no, I can't can't particularly think of anything off the off the top of my head. Mm. Next, then. Uh, they they were in the films, um, or what, maybe a couple of the films, Fast and Furious, um, and they died oh. in a car crash, I believe, as well. Yeah, it's quite uh, quite ironic to some degree. Um, I think it was. Oh, it's not. Um, it's um, Paul Walker. There you go. Um, I, th- I I would admit I've I'd, I'd never heard of him until he died. Yeah, same. Uh, but I know he was in the Fast and Furious films. Yeah. And I don't know of any other films that he was in. And I know for a fact that he doesn't present Football Heaven on BBC Radio. It's Sheffield. not the same. That's Paul a different Walker. Paul Walker. But they they did put him in the in the after film somehow, didn't they? They didn't even did computer generalize him so that he could still be in the the last film he was supposed to be in or something. Yeah. They did they do that with some various tributes to him and stuff like that. Didn't certain Carrie Fisher, um, obviously formerly yeah. of the Wise Space podcast. Yeah, she yep. was she was on some of the Star Wars films, I believe, mm-hmm. in the computer generated form. And also, Mr. Potato Head in the latest Toy Story. He died. Um, Mr. Potato Head, the voice actors died, but they cut yeah. his voice from lots of all the different Toy really? Stories and all of the films and recordings and productions mm. that he ever did to make him in Toy Story Four. Oh, right. That said, that. he wasn't in it that much in Toy mm. Story. He didn't really have much to say in Toy Story Four. Um, yeah. Which my daughter was disappointed in because that's her favourite character. Favorite character, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, had a, I had a Mr. Potato Head character. I said she's but... disappointed. She's two two years and four months. So <laughs> she didn't really show disappointment. I just think that uh, she'd have preferred the film if it had more potato more head Mr. in potato it. More Mr. Potato Head, yeah. yeah. Wasn't one of the problems in the film that um, it was really, really cold, uh, but it was all right because Mr. Potato Head was wearing a jacket. <laughs> anyway, so Paul Walker, can you think of a, a name for him, a Halloweenish name? Um... I've got can, one for this. I was going to say Ghost Walk or something like that. Could've, yeah, yeah. yeah could've could've what? Paul Walking Dead. Walking Dead, yeah, of course. Or Walker itself is what they call, is another name for zombies, isn't it? Yeah. Particularly in The Walking Dead. Yeah, that's what Carl was thinking with Ghost Walker, Zombie Walker, yeah. Did you enjoy that? Uh, yeah, it was all right. Neither did I, to be fair. <laughs>
So let's say... Well, that wasn't too good a quiz, so let's have another try. So, and uh, let's let's see if your your rugby quiz can be any better. So let's touch down base and yeah. find out what, what we've got coming. Well, it's the Rugby World Cup at the moment, isn't it? Okay, Which yeah. uh, you may have seen. Yeah. Uh, slightly unusually, some of the games are cancelled because there was a typhoon. I'll pass you the ball now so that you hey, can do the quiz. Thank you very Sorry, much. I'm just uh, trying, to, trying to make up for, for lost time there. Yeah. I think it's quite apparent that you know absolutely nothing about rugby already yeah. in in, the, in what you've just said already. No, I passed it sideways. Uh, well, he's got to go backwards. Oh, obviously. I passed it backwards. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll, <sighs> so we'll we'll do some quiz. We'll do some quiz questions about rugby uh, and right. see see where we get to. So, what is true? Is this a sport that's got the oval shaped ball? Uh, well, we'll get onto that. All right, okay. Well, you do at least know something about it. Yeah. Um, so, what is true about the rugby ball? Is it? It's oval. That's it's not this. Well, it is oval, but is it that they've always been made of leather or synthetic? Or is it that, like footballs, they used to be made of pig's bladders? Um, I think I'm going to go with... Uh, I think it makes sense to go for the second one, that they, they were sometimes made of pig's bladders. Mm, you are right. They did used to be made of pig's bladders. That is good, and I need my applause. And okay. uh, to get the oval shape, they used to like sometimes squash the pig's bladders down. All right, okay. And they used to try and pick slightly deformed pig's bladders to use them. All right, okay. Um, so next up, Richard Linton... It was instrumental in inventing the modern-day rugby ball. But what price did he pay? Was it that he initially made pig's bladder balls? Um, sorry, by that I mean rugby balls made of pig's bladders. Um, but spent time in prison after as he stole a large amount of pig's bladders. Upon his release, he decided to start manufacturing uh, using different materials as opposed to out of pig's bladders because he didn't want to go to prison again. Or is it that his wife died when she inhaled too much diseased air from an infected pig's bladder? All right, that's uh, that's quite scary. The last one, hmm. isn't it? Well, did you think that pigs' bladders were going to be quite nice things? Bear in mind, it has pigs piss going through it all the time. Well, no, but I mean, it's, it's quite a hazardous thing to happen, isn't it? Just just yeah. to making a f- couple of rugby balls hmm. or footballs or footballs or whatever ball. Yeah. Uh, so I-, I hope it's not the last one. So I'm going to say the first one. I think he he started maybe trying to make them differently, and and did he was he quite important in the future of football and rugby and so on. Uh, well, you're wrong. It, uh, it was that his wife died um, as a result of inhaling uh, a diseased uh, diseased air from an infected pig's bladder. But it was him and someone Gilbert, mm. uh, William Gilbert, I think his name was, uh, who kind of ultimately started manufacturing. Just be careful, our microphones are made of horse penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't inhale. Uh, so, so it was... It, it was that, so uh, it was someone Gilbert, so you might have seen, if you ever held a rugby ball, they often say Gilbert on the side of it, yeah. popular manufacturer of um, of rugby equipment. So, which country has won the most Olympic gold medals for rugby union? Is it United States or Australia? I'm going to say, like, you'd think you need to say Australia for this, but I've got a feeling... Is that because they actually play rugby? Yeah. As opposed to and United they're good, States who don't. And they're generally, apparently good. Yeah. Um, has it finished the World Cup this time? We're still playing. It's a semi-final at the weekend. Oh, is it? I don't know. I've told you I don't know anything about it. Is that one of your questions? No. All right. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I'm going to say United States, and it's it's the it's the curveball. It's the, the red the, herring. It's the yeah. oval ball. Yes. This one. <laughs> but you're learning. The, because um, it's not... Yeah, because they, 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 they do play in the Olympics, but Australia maybe haven't as much in the past, or maybe not all. Uh, you are right, is the United States. Is that true then? Is that pretty much the reason why? No, not really. Um, it's uh, it was last played at the Olympics as a 15 side game in I think 1920 or 1924. It's only been played four times. In the United States have won two out of those four occasions. All oh, right, okay. I mean, they should yeah. be fairly good at it because 
Because they play similar sports play a bit like football. it, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, what was the reason? Obviously, we're talking about Rugby Union, Brom, which yep. is what the World Cup is. Obviously, there's another type of game, Rugby League. What is the reason for um, Rugby League forming from Rugby Union sort of as a, as a splinter kind of group, so to speak? Was it that the teams in the more affluent south of England grew tired of travelling to the poor areas of the UK, therefore they decided to separate the game off and created Rugby League for the northern teams? Or is it that the teams in Yorkshire were accused of being too professional and compensating players for missing work to play rugby? The teams who were their friends in Lancashire supported the Yorkshire teams and formed Rugby League. Right. So, see, I was I thought you was going to say that they started Rugby League because they could make it a bit softer because it's more like touch rugby, isn't it? They don't do they, do they, uh, they, they don't do as much pushing and shoving, do they? Once you once you tackled and been brought down, you you're not allowed to stand up and roll the ball back behind you. That's not, league. It league, yeah. If and it, is Union the World Cup that's going off at the minute? Yeah. Yeah, that's and, the main one. Uh, well, that's probably more popular. It's, yeah. it's probably a bigger game and perhaps more highly sported, particularly in the UK. Right. And possibly got more money behind it. Well, I think that Yorkshire wouldn't have started a softer version of the game because we're Yorkshire mm-hmm. and we're hard. So I think it was the first one and it was the southern teams mm-hmm. that didn't like... Forced us out. Sorry? For, forced the Yorkshire teams out, so to speak. So you're saying that we the Yorkshire teams set it up either way? Uh, yeah, so it, oh, it, right, it, was, okay. it was the Yorkshire teams. Yorkshire, it's the Yorkshire teams that play rugby league. Oh right, okay. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. In that case, then I'm gonna let's go. Let's go for the first one. Okay. Uh, you'd be wrong. It was actually. It was actually that Yorkshire were accused of being too professional. Oh right, well there and you go. And they were effectively paying their players. We're to all play. professionals here. In, look at this podcast. Well, exactly. Yeah. Professionally prepared and planned and. and... And they had the support of Lancashire. Right, okay. And Yorkshire and Lancashire, the Roses, got together and Rare, formed their own Rarely sport. happens. They united. Well done. Um, in 1905, how did the Welsh rugby team respond to the hacker from I the New Zealand? I can't remember that. 1905, about 5 past 7. I can't remember seven. that. Uh, well, do, you, do you know what the hacker is, surely? Uh, yeah, it's, I do. It's, it's, not a teen- it's not a teenage boy on his, com- on his oh. computer trying to uh, get into other people's systems. It's a dance done by the New Zealand team. No, I have seen that. I mean, it's okay. uh, it's, it's great. I do it on a uh, Saturday night when I'm out and about. Yes. Um, um, it, it gets me to the bar a lot quicker. <laughs> uh, but anyway, what's... So, uh, in 1905, how did the Welsh rugby team respond to the hacker? Oh. Did they sing the Welsh national anthem which set the tradition in national sport, which is still used today, of singing the national anthem before a game? Or did they dance the Hen Lan Wai Pol, I think, uh, a traditional Welsh dance that they continued to do until 1914 when the sport broke for World War One, but they never readopted it afterwards because most people <laughs> thought it didn't look very good? <laughs> um, I, again, I wanted to make up the answer before you give me any options there. I was okay. going to say, did they just pull a Mooney or something? <laughs> Um, uh, I, I, no, they didn't. I don't, I don't believe. So the first one was that they sang their national anthem, and, and, and other countries have, and other sports teams have done it since then. All oh, right, okay. They were the first country to sing their national anthem ever. You didn't give me that much information before, did you? Uh, well, I think I kind of did. Yeah. All oh, right. I okay. say it was a tradition. I, just trying I to pick, it was a tradition. Just trying to pick flaws in your clues to I find say it was out a tradition in national sport that is still used today. Uh, and the second ones that they made up their own, or they did their own dance, their uh, own traditional tradi- dance, traditional Welsh dance, yes. And it basically looked rubbish. And then after World War One, they didn't carry on doing it. They, they conveniently forgot it. I'm going to go with the first one. I think it sounds more sensible. That they were the first team ever yeah. to do the national anthem. Yeah, you're correct. Um, a try in rugby is worth five points. What was it originally worth? Um, was it? Oh, sorry, go on. Sorry. It's, it's, it's a lot of points for a bit of effort, isn't it? 
Uh, well, you've got to get <laughs> you've got to get a ball over the line and put it on the floor. Oh right, that kind work. of try. Okay, yeah. I get you. Uh, oh yeah, sorry. Of course, Shaka um, gets things just for trying. Oh, I, I've not done my job today, Jimbo. So. I'll give you five points. Well done. <laughs> five points. Well, well done, Jimbo. Um, so was it? Uh, did it originally used to be worth three points, and it used to be called a try? T R I, um, as in triangle tripod. Uh, the name was then changed. Triathlon. Triathlon. Yeah. Uh, and anything else that begins with try, really. Um, tricycle. Tricycle, yeah. Uh, the name was then changed slightly when it became five points. They called it TRY as opposed to TRI. Because right. they wanted to give it more points. Or was it uh, originally zero points? And it was called a try because you'd scored a try. So you were given a try to score points by kicking the ball over the over the post. What was the original question? <laughs> what, did, what did a try used to be worth in right. terms of points? Okay, was it cause... three because it was called try, T-R-I? Yeah. Or none, and you were given a try at so kicking the ball. So what is it worth now? Five. It's worth five now, just on its own. Just on its own. Because I thought you kick. I thought that you got the try. Yep. And then you got a kick, and if you got the try, you got three, and then the kick gave you five. Is that right or not right? No, it's you get five, and if you get the kick, you get seven. Oh. In rugby union, I'm, I'm not. Sure. I, th- I think it might be the same rugby league, but I don't know for certain. I think it's going to have to be the one that's three then. Three, three. It used to be worth three. Three and it points. Was T-R-I. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you're wrong. Oh. I was completely and utterly made up. Um, you did used to be, get zero points for it, and you only scored points by kicking the ball over the posts. So why did but, you get tries then? Uh, getting a, oh. getting a try gave, you, gave the chance, you the kick. Gave you the ah, kick to try and yeah. score. You yeah, had makes sense. You had a try at scoring some points yeah, by yeah. kicking it over the posts. Ah, yes. So makes sense. why does Gil Evans have involvement in the first game of every Rugby World Cup? Is, Is he something to be Gilbert? Uh, he isn't, no. no. Or she isn't. She. I'm assuming it's a he, actually. Uh, I'm assuming it's a he because I, this clue starts with the words his. Oh, so, right, okay. His whistle, first used in 1905, is blown to indicate the start of a tournament. Or his coin, first used in the coin toss of the first ever international game between England and Wales in 1874, is still used to toss the coin in the first game of the World Cup. Is that just rugby? Just rugby. Just rugby. Okay, uh, coins last a long time, so it makes sense. Hmm. Whistles might get a bit rotten. <laughs> a bit dirty. Yeah. A bit dirty. I mean, they can clean things like that, can't they? I suppose so, yeah. If it's a metal whistle as well. Well, yeah, but it's been around for 14 years. Mm. Um, yeah, so I might go with the coin one, if that's all right. I think it's still his coin that's used. Uh, you would like to think so, but it's actually his whistle. All right, okay. Um, he used that, the whistle throughout the games that he officiated. He also used it... Um, to use that whistle in the World Cup, uh, the the Olympic gold medal match in 1924, the, the USA won. Uh, I think his da- daughter donated it to the World Rugby Museum, and that was kind of used subsequently uh, for starting World Cup matches or the first game of the World Cup. There we go. Uh, so, what is it about the invention of other sports that's true? Is it that football was influenced by rugby as people decided to start kicking the ball instead of throwing it? This is believed to have dated back to the late 1700s. Or is it that basketball was partly influenced um, on the creation? Oh, sorry, basketball was partly influenced by rugby, uh, and the creation of basketball was invented to make an indoor winter sport that involved agility that was similar to rugby. Both believable, but I think basketball. I, is that also a sport that originated from the UK? Uh, basketball originated in the United States, I believe. One of the very few sports to originate in the United States. Yeah, so I'm thinking that for that reason, the football thing, make, the, the kicking it instead things make sense, doesn't it? Because suddenly people thought, oh, let's kick it. Hmm. And that's what people do, don't they? You, you want to kick everything, don't you? You try kicking everything. All right. Is it a thing you Ow, just kick? stop it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, oh, can you kick it? How can I can kick this? 
I don't know. So I'm gonna go. You'd be, you'd be a terrible weightlifter, you, mm. Jimbo. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go the kicking it one. Uh, you'd be wrong. What's oh. what's um, partly used as an inspiration for basketball? Uh, football was invented first, and it is believed that a child. Uh, do, do you know? Oh, have a guess which school rugby was invented at? Um, in which school? Yeah. In the UK? Yeah. Was it a school in rugby? It was. Rugby school, <laughs> fully enough. Oh, I got uh, one right. Yeah. That's not even part of the quiz. It's not part of the quiz. Uh, someone called William Webb Ellis right, okay. during a game of football is alleged to have picked the ball up and ra- uh, ran with it like a rugby player mm. would. Um, so that's that's where rugby was invented from. His initials football. are WWE. WWE, yes. Which is, uh... he, he then he then chokeslammed someone <laughs> from the top rope um, during the football game. So I've only, only got a couple of questions left. Um, okay. Good. What did um, well, I can't remember his name now? Uh, what did Wales player Andy Powell, I think that's his name, do in two thousand? Oh, yes, I don't think that year's right either. Oh, I, I could tell I wrote this in a rush on the try now. I think it might be in two thousand ten. What did Wales player Andy Andy Powell do in two thousand in the two thousands after a win in the Six Nations? Did he drunkenly take a golf buggy uh, from the team hotel and drive it towards the motorway? However, it was intercepted by the police. Or did he try to set fire to a glass of whiskey that he was drinking in the bar in the early hours of the morning? However, he ended up setting the hotel bar on fire, uh, which led to the evacuation of the hotel and the call out for the fire brigade. <laughs> um, you know what? Like, I, 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 I see this one, this one I feel like I've heard before, but I don't know if I have for sure. And I think the golf buggy one sta- sta- stands out, but I don't know if that's because other people have done that sort of thing before. So I'm going to go with the golf buggy one. Golf buggy? And you would be correct. So it was, a, it was, it was 2010, that one, yeah, by the way. That's why shouldn't mix it your was, sports. Shouldn't mix your, yes. Uh, it, was, uh, it was Andy Powell after they'd beaten Scotland in the Six Nations. Uh, and final question. A game in the 2000s between Harlequins and Leinster was described as one of rugby's darkest days. What happened? Was it... The Harlequin staff tampered with the water bottles of the Leinster players, contaminating it with sleeping sleeping pills. A drowsy Leinster team still won, but were affected <laughs> um, by the performance in an incident that was dubbed Bottlegate because they decided not to call it Watergate. <laughs> or was it that Harlequin staff convinced a player to come off with a fake blood injury, therefore allowing him to be replaced by a player who'd already been substituted? Uh, the player bit a fake blood capsule that was bought from a joke shop and then was taken from the field uh, due to him being injured. Uh, both of those, for you to have made up one of those, is uh, is quite a challenge because they're both like quite specific, aren't they? Yeah, some of the old magic's still there in terms creative. of podcasting, making up this rubbish for the quizzes, yeah. Uh, I, I don't... I think if the sleeping pills one, I mean, if, that's very dangerous, isn't it? So that's a very. I mean, for something to be described as a very dark day for rugby, mm-hmm. I would imagine. I would imagine that the sleeping pills one describes a dark day for rugby because that was very dangerous. Yeah. The sort of fake blood capsule one is just a bit cheeky, isn't it? Uh, yeah, but I think that you can players come if if a player's if a player's injured. Yeah. If player's got a blood injury yeah. or nowadays concussion, you can take someone off the field and of replace course. them with someone who's already been substituted. Yeah, I know. As where if it's a normal injury, I, I, can't. I know it's still cheating, but I think you know, dark day for rugby sounds mm-hmm. like some something really bad, like the sort of tampering with the water and stuff's gone off. So I'm going to go with that one. Okay, and you'll be wrong. All oh, right, okay. 
in a in a Heineken Cup game in I think 2009. That's what you tried to do at the wedding. Did you try and get somebody <laughs> yes. to replace you? Could you just not cope with yeah. being at that wedding? Your finger, finger was uh, bleeding. Well, did it? Well, There's another Danish tradition: the person who cuts the finger gets kissed <laughs> by all the bridesmaids. Oh, if, if only, if only. <laughs> yeah, they got blood all over their uh, bridesmaid dresses now. Unfortunately, um, well, no, it was uh, described as one of the darkest moments ever in rugby because uh, it allowed them to bring on. Uh, someone who'd already been substituted, a kicker who'd taken off. Uh, they still lost the game, but obviously the, pl- the player went off with this fake blood capsule and it got like really watery blood coming out of his mouth. Um, he then, then to actually make the injury look real, a doctor cut actually got a scalpel out and cut his lip to make sure he actually was bleeding. Uh, and there was a full investigation. Uh, it led to the sacking of the head coach from that team who'd apparently already done this in three or four different games as well. It was quite commonplace at that club. Yeah, that's not great, is it? So uh, not not very good, not very ethical. Is it all done? That's all done. I enjoyed that. I think I learned something new about rugby. Well, very good. But I'll probably stick to football. <laughs> Well, by God, we've done it. We've 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 no we've no material, pretty much. Well, I suppose we did have a bit of material. We did a bit of prep, didn't we? But we've little prep. Not much. We've only had six months to prepare for it. And uh, and 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 kind of out of practice. And uh, we've had to reinstall our equipment. Yeah. Sort of. Um, we've managed to fill an hour. Yeah. Actually, we I do apologise in advance if the sound quality is not what it normally is. Um, we're going to get set up properly, aren't we? But we've had a bit of a. We've rejigged a bit today because we've not been here for a while and yeah, yeah, we've not had long, a long time to play with it and get it sorted, have we? But we are back up and running. We are. We are, we have done this again in one take. We've we done are. about an hour's worth of material, so yep. we hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I mean, it's, it, an hour is unfortunate for the listener. We should remember that. Right. We're thinking of you. Yeah. <laughs> that you've listened, even if you've made it this far. Well done. Yeah, which you probably haven't. Anyway, so. if you fast forwarded, well done. Yeah. But anyway, uh, check us out Twitter, waste of web space. Uh, there's a Facebook page as well. Um, and yeah, like, subscribe. What else can you do? You Comment, can, review. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, yeah. on. Can, can we get us on Spotify? I'm not sure about Spotify yet. They're a bit picky. All oh, right, okay. There's something about quality. I'm not sure what they're <laughs> on about. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, well, fussy gets. And we, and we do like to get back to people who tweet us. And uh, there was somebody who tweeted us in the long, long break that we had who was catching up on all the podcasts. All right. Uh, and I forgot to mention them. So we'll mention them next time because I okay. think they had a good point to make. But uh, Right, okay. Well, I'll have to scroll back through for the last few months at our yeah. mentions and see, do, yeah, do see what it was. Do you want me to? I've got a drum roll back on just because, uh, just because I, I was that keen to, to reveal who it was. Have you got? Have you got a Twitter account up? If uh, you look at notifications, I don't think we've had lots and lots and lots of people get in touch. So maybe you could find out, and we can give them that all important shout out that we want to give them. Well, if you go on this, actually, when you go onto our Twitter feed, it's got home. But it's also got kind of another thing, which is for Sheffield podcasters. All oh, right. Okay. So I, don't, I don't know if I don't know if you knew anything about that, but no. we're kind of officially classified. That's good. As Sheffield podcasters. So, um, did... so if you go to our mentions, the most recent mention. Uh, was from oh Anthony Gosney. There we go. Uh, who's currently in South Korea, I think. Uh, yeah. Another another international listener. Mm-hmm. So hello, Ant, if you're listening. Um, he, he was talking about a carbon monoxide alarm. Uh, just pre- oh yeah, that, that, I think you mentioned that on the last podcast. Your carbon monoxide alarm. Oh right, yeah. Correctly. Did we? We had a, we had a fault with it, didn't we? Yeah. Remember that? He said just press it until it breaks, which I'm not sure. Well, I did. I thought I'd... the whole point was wanting to work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think it was. No, but I I, I did end up breaking it to solve the problem. But I, it wasn't just by simply pressing it. But thanks for that information. It deserves a shout out. Yes. Um, I, I do miss that fire alarm. Anyway, uh, that is all we've got time for. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you again next time. See you next time. Thank you. Bye bye.